What's up, guys? Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And I'm not sure what we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about... We're doing a Q&A. And I put up a little question box on Instagram. You guys have so many questions about the cold showers, how we do them, like what the exact details are. We talked about this very briefly in the last cold shower podcast, which was titled Our Personal Routines. So if you want to listen to that first, you can go check that out. But in this one, we're going to be really just diving into the what, the why, the how, and how you can really implement this in your lifestyle. But first, if you are a new listener, two main things we hit on in this podcast, health and business. So on the health side of things, we run an online health coaching company called ST Evolution. Similar concept to what we're doing here on this podcast. Our job is to filter through the bullshit explain the good stuff back to you in digestible bite-sized pieces so you can take different things and apply them to your protocol just uh, throughout your daily life same kind of thing on the business side we are not at the top of the food chain by any means but our unique perspective is we're kind of in that middle road we've had a lot of success done a lot of things well learned from a lot of mistakes so whether you are an entrepreneur whether you work for somebody else um, whether you just want to take some basic principles and apply them to being a better human our job in that regard is just to give you some some little tips, same thing, you know, same concept as the, the health and fitness stuff, little things you can apply to your day to allow yourself to progress and meet your full potential. Um, if you are a returning listener, please leave us a review. You guys have been much, much, much better about that lately. They've been pouring in. We love you guys for it. We appreciate you sharing on social media, you know, leaving, leaving a quick five star. And if you have time, you know, a little blurb on, on Apple. Um, but we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, let's dive in. Yeah, let's do it. So lots of questions here. Um, I, I literally wrote down every single one. So if you asked a question, it should be answered here. Um, first one, amount of time to work up to in the cold shower. Is there like a cap? There is no limit. <laughs> so there's no cap. There's no cap. So the baseline for where you're you're trying to get to to see positive physical results is 11 minutes per week. So 11 minutes is that baseline you want to be at. If you work up to that and you just stick with that for the long term, you're going to be fine. Um, Andrew Huberman has a, a great concept. He's, he talks about breaking through walls. Um, so there's there's really no limit on that. And rather than setting a time on it, every time you want to get out, you feel like you can stay in safely, but you are very uncomfortable. You want to get out. That's a wall. So extending that wall out, whether that happens by decreasing the temperature of the water um, or increasing the length of time that you're in there. So for mental resilience and continuing to get stronger in that regard, that's where we say there's really no limit because similar to training, you know, you're going to reach a plateau. You can get to a certain level and if you're not challenging yourself to continue to get better, you're just going to sit there. You're not going to get stronger, quote unquote, mentally. Um, by maintaining that. Now, granted, just doing that every single day says a lot about your dedication and your self-will and a lot of good things are happening. Um, but there's there's no there's no set frame as far as walls to break through or duration and minutes that you want to work up to and then stop. It's up to you as far as what you can continue to do. And keep in mind, the other way you can progress if you haven't done this already is making it even colder. So reducing the temperature somehow if your shower or if you're not on like the coldest setting, that's another way to make this a little bit more challenging. Um, Obviously, in the in the tub, you can throw more ice in, um, you know, if you're measuring volume or weight, if you're buying bags, just throwing more ice. Yeah. And that was a 
a, this question wasn't in the Q&A box, but someone has asked this to me before. They say that their water just doesn't get cold where they live. Like people who live in like Arizona or Florida, I guess like their, their water just doesn't get that cold. So what would you recommend that they do? Obviously, the alternative would be a cold plunge, an ice bath. Cold plunge would be preference number one. Um, this was actually the case in the hotel in Missouri last weekend. I, I hopped in there for a cold shower and it was literally like 70 degrees. So we didn't serve the purpose. Um, cold plunge if you have a bath or if you can get a stock tank, actually doing hose water and throwing some ice in there. That is the most ideal method because if it's not cold at all, like you're, you're starting from a tough point to make it a little more challenging. Um, you can do the, the on off method. <clears throat> so crank it all the way down. If it's a little bit chilly, hopefully then you turn it off. You just stand there. Maybe you get a fan blowing on you, turn it back on. So if you were to do this, like with a regular cold shower, like ours gets very cold, that gets extremely uncomfortable very quickly. So letting yourself kind of dry off, just standing there for a minute or two, cranking it back on for 30 seconds to a minute. And don't stand like there. huddle no. your arms Stay close to your body. Hold like... you, that was Andrew Huberman talks about this too. Hold your arms out. So hold them out to your sides or out in front of you. Let that airflow hit you. Don't bundle up. All right, next question. Going along with the time, somebody asked, do you set a timer somewhere? I do. I personally do. I started just propping my phone up like on our bathroom counter and I can see out of my shower what the time is. Um, I will say the last couple of days I haven't really used it because I have a general idea of like that discomfort level and like when when I'm good. Um, so you can use a timer. You don't have to. But I literally just put my iPhone on the timer mode and click it and hop in. I used to do it. I would set it for five minutes and I would, I would live by that. I'd throw it right in the shower with me so I could see it. I actually no longer use the shower as my, I don't, I don't count that time. So what I found was when I'm doing the ice plunges, the ice baths outside, I'm very inconsistent because once my schedule gets in the way, like I could miss a day by accident. So I, that was pissing me off especially like right before I got sick, that was when I was very inconsistent with it and you made it through the best and you had been doing the daily cold showers. So what I've been doing is re-implementing the daily cold showers first thing in the morning, no matter what, that's something I always do. I'm not timing it because I'm not counting this towards my quote unquote weekly cold exposure. So I hop in there for, it's probably around three minutes. I'll just kind of rotate through. It's, it's an estimate. And then when I can get the ice plunges in, that's what I'm setting the timer. Um, so I've been working up five to 10 minutes, depending on the amount of ice in those each session. So the shower I use literally just to keep as part of my regimen. It wakes me up. I feel really, really good when I get out of there. Don't need the coffee. Sometimes I still drink it, but I don't need it. I feel really good. Being consistent with it has allowed that to happen. So that's why I don't time. I was previously as I was working up and I was counting that as my cold exposure time for the week. Now it's just a part of my daily routine. I get in, I need that jolt, and my actual cold exposure is the tub. Let's talk about that kind of for a second because this was something that came up on an Instagram comment on my last cold shower post is that, you know, we we haven't really discussed the potential negative effects of cold water immersion. And what you said was that there just have hasn't been a, a lot or enough studies on the shower specifically. So when it comes to the research, we can't really say or not say that the showers can have a negative 
effect, correct? Correct. The data isn't there. So the argument that the person was making is they lump cold showers in with the cold tubs, the cold water immersion, um, which that's just not a scientific statement. So if you want to go based on what, what science is, that's, a, that's an estimate, estimation. That's a hypothesis. It's probably a similar protocol. But probably similar is not scientifically accurate. It's not factual. Um, and it's a completely different protocol. So it's a similar pathway. We're exposing our body to cold. But there's a difference between cold water sprinkling on your body and being fully submerged below it up to your neck. There's so many different variables you can't control with the shower like for example which is why they don't test it what we just talked about people's showers are different temperatures the i mean who the heck knows if the well, pressure you can control temperature in a study but as far as where your hands are how you're you're huddling if you're rotating where the water is hitting if you're you directly how under, much of that volume is right. actually hitting you so that all matters um just wanted to touch on that quickly so, well we can jump in for a second so that <clears throat> that's a situation kind of like the reason I'm doing this that this way now is, you know, the studies are based on the cold water immersion. So on in the tub up to your neck, the shower is a similar protocol, but it's an entirely different application. So for myself personally, I know I feel better doing the showers. And for a fact, like I always feel better. My energy is there. I perform better. Even before I was doing the actual baths, like just being consistent with the showers, like I am significantly more vascular now than I might have ever been. I've got new veins popping out in different places. Um, my pumps are so much better. So one of the arguments, again, in that conversation we were having is, you know, you're dealing with vasoconstriction, which, you know, minimizes blood flow and you're not optimizing muscle protein synthesis. Nutrients aren't getting to your muscles. That's true right after your shower. So by delaying that around four hours away from a workout before or after, your veins are coming, they're opening back up and you're flexing those muscles. So those muscles are getting stronger. So you're improving cardiovascular health. Like that's a proven fact of uh, cold water immersion and cold exposure is your cardiovascular health improves, which is kind of what I'm talking about here. So you're developing new capillaries, those tiny little blood vessels that lead to improved blood flow into the bigger arteries and veins. So all these good things are happening, which when you think about the compound effect of, you know, doing this over time versus just not train, not doing, not training around that exposure, the benefits I feel improve, you know, so we're saying, oh, you're limiting muscle growth. I'm happier with my body than I have been in a very long time. I'm getting stronger. I'm much leaner. I'm, I just started a, a bulk again. I finished up a cut. So I'm starting to put muscle back on. I'm filling out better than I have in a very long time. So when we talk about doing things for yourself through your own studies, pay attention to anecdotal evidence. Nobody's done a study on you specifically. So do the study yourself and don't tell somebody else that, oh, well, the science may indicate, well, I'm telling you what I'm fucking seeing. Like the science may indicate X, Y, or Z for you, you, and you, and for the vast majority. So it's a good place to start. But if you feel better doing something, put it to the test, stick with it for a long term and see what happens. Because what I've seen has been nothing but positives. So limiting, you know, uh, muscle protein synthesis to an extent, certainly not beneficial for muscle growth. Everything else I'm seeing really beneficial for muscle growth. Yeah, that was a great summary. And to kind of hop into this next question, you touched on this a little bit. Why did you switch from an ice bath to showers? So you guys probably remember the first time we posted about this was back in November. We were living at my parents' house. We were doing the ice baths again as mental toughness, mental resilience. It's just easier to wake up and hop in the shower if I'm being completely honest. So, you know, I wake up at 5.15 every day. 
I do the Wim Hof breathing, which was another question we'll touch on here in a second. And I hop right in the shower. It's, it's, it reduces the barrier. I don't have to do extra steps between me actually waking up and being in the cold. Whereas if I had to go outside, get up, get dressed, go outside, fill the tub, wait 20 minutes for the tub to fill, put the ice in. That's a lot of extra steps. And I would be much more likely to talk myself out of doing that every single day if I had to do that every single day. But it's not even talking yourself out. The dogs are up. They have to go out. Kai just woke up early. Right. We just. I answered an time. email and now an hour disappeared. So many different things can get in your way. Whereas if you just get yourself out of bed, bed and walk directly into the bathroom, you do it. So that was that was my biggest gripe is I prefer doing the cold plunges, but it wasn't consistent. I wasn't doing that first thing. And as soon as it wasn't first thing, I got sidetracked and I started missing days. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went back to easy. the showers. But at the same time, like I said, I'm also counting my time only as the plunges. Yeah. Rule number one <laughs> of habits is to make it easy so that's why um next question how do you start advice on how to effectively implement and stick with it fly to iceland or greenland with a chainsaw cut a square in the coldest lake you can see preferably one to two miles offshore and drop the fuck in (laughs) okay are you gonna really answer it or am i starting So for me, you guys know the story if you listened to the last podcast, but it took me basically having a mental breakdown, getting to a really low point for me to try to do this. And at that point, Josh had been doing it for months. I mean, probably six months. And he would tell me about it. He would tell me about the benefits. He would talk about it all the time. And I just was not there. So you can't force anyone to do it we can't force you to do it but if it's something you want to do obviously you're interested in it if you're asking me this question so I would literally start by just hopping in for 15 30 seconds and starting there like bite the bullet and get that initial first shower over with even if it's a couple seconds and I guarantee you you will see and feel the benefits from that first exposure to then want to do it more. So step-by-step process, stand in front of your shower, let, let the cold water just start running you outside of the shower, take five deep, slow breaths, inhale all the way and do like a eight to 10 count all the way out. On that last one, as you're finishing that breath, step in, I'll give you like a exact thing. Roll from your right shoulder across to your left shoulder from your back and keep spinning slowly, coach your whole body. By that time, 15 seconds is probably up anyway, um, but just set your timer for 15 seconds. So get that initial exposure, do that full rotation. You're gonna gasp, you're gonna, ke- you're gonna lose your breath as soon as you step into that. It's gonna be a <gasps> and you're gonna wanna catch that. So hold it for a brief second and just nice, as slow as you possibly can, nice and slow. So as you slow your breath down, you're gonna start warming up. And the ironic part part is like if you're doing this for 15 seconds initially, you're going to be cold the whole time. But at that 15 to 30 second mark, like that's when you're going to start warming up. So you can do it the first time for 15 seconds. If you feel it starting to get a little bit better, you know, bump it up to 30. Um, Just hang hang out in there, breathe slow. It'll feel better. Um, As you extend this out, so maybe that's your first few days or your first week. As you get into the next few days or the next week, do your rotation. 
which is key for the shower because when you have little spots of cold water just hitting different areas of your body that haven't been acclimated yet, it sucks. So do your full rotation, shoulder to shoulder, front and back, and then pick a side for your first half. Rotate slowly at the halfway point. Finish with your other half for the, the last half of your exposure. I said half like 10 times. Um, and just extend the time with that same method moving forward. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to start. But ultimately, you just have to kind of suck it up and embrace the suck. <laughs> you're, like, as soon as you get out, you're going to get that dopamine high. And yeah. You feel really good. So it's hard. the first, Probably the first time it's hard. And from there, like you crave it. You do. You really crave it. Do you put your head under the water and get your hair wet? I don't. I do my face. I do my face just because it seems to help my skin. Cold is supposed to be good for your skin, too. Is that what you read or did somebody tell you that? Well, think about my... my Is that what you read or did somebody tell you that? You told me that, but think about like my ice roller. like That you got after I had already been doing it. <laughs> Josh is the first to say that his skin drastically I'll, I improved. will explain like what I'm feeling anecdotally, and then you will say, oh, I read that this happens. <laughs> I didn't know that was a fucking side effect of doing this, like all these different things. Like, oh, yeah, no, I, I read that happens. I'm telling you, so I'm doing your scientific study, I'm telling you my anecdotal evidence, and guess what, there's shit that backs that up, so I'm not pulling stuff out of my ass. Your skin does look great, though. So. Maybe not right now, I didn't shower yet. I mean, you could, I guess, get your hair wet and like put your head under if you want to, but it's not necessary. Um, and a follow-up question to well, hang on, this. On that, on that, so like when you're doing the cold plunges, you do it up to the base of your neck, so that's where I aim, front and back, I'm, yeah. I'm aiming for the base of my neck unless I'm coating my face. Well, the next question is, when do you, do you wash yourself in the cold shower? If Fuck not, no. when do you do that? So no, this is not a shower. This is not a time to wash my hair, shave, you know, wash myself. This is purely for that mental toughness and to purely experience the benefits of the cold. You're probably not getting the mental benefits if you're trying to wash yourself. Like you're shivering and you're, you're just you're torturing yourself. You're not focused, yourself. yeah. So, so breathe through it, focus on it, breathe through it, let it improve work through it so they asked when do you wash yourself so i we work out late morning midday typically these days um in the afternoon we'll take a shower later in the day after a workout or at night that's like a normal warm shower this is going to be a whole new puzzle once the sauna is up yeah stay tuned for our new routines when we get the sauna but yeah two showers a day typically if it's a non-workout day i just do my cold shower and Maybe I'll shower before bed. But it's interesting because I used to be the person that would take scalding hot showers, like to the point where my skin and scalp would be burning. And that probably was not great for, you know, my eczema issues. But since starting the cold showers, I don't need the water to be scalding hot anymore. Like my my non-cold normal showers where I wash myself are just warm showers the flip side of that is for those who don't have a sauna like taking a hot shower can replicate that to an extent right but i'm just saying like i noticed i don't need that super hot shower so mm -hmm. it's interesting but moving on can you start off warm and then go cold or can you start cold and then go hot like what does that impact anything and what is recommended as far as that goes? So they do talk about going hot, cold, hot, cold, um, and creating a, a better dopamine response. That's not what I'm going for. Um, 
And if you were to do something along those lines, I would say go from hot to cold and then end with cold because part of the physical adaptation is your body learning to warm itself back up. So a lot of good things are happening afterwards. So if you're doing the cold and then heating yourself up, self up with the hot water, you're kind of not losing half the battle, but you're losing half the benefits. So if you want to start hot, cool. Just always finish cold and let yourself warm up on your own. It's, I mean, I haven't tried that, but I could imagine it's probably harder to go into a hot shower and get comfortable and then like immediately turn it cold. People will do that like with the saunas to to the cold plunge. Yeah. I'm just saying I can imagine it's much more difficult than just stepping into a cold shower. Also be careful too. I think it's, it's more related to sauna to a cold plunge. Um, but there's been some people who have discussed like passing out or like losing feeling in their legs because you're going from a fully open vascular system to very constricted. So you can like get very lightheaded and just a huge change. So maybe give yourself time to acclimate. The shower is probably not as big of a difference. It's just going to be more uncomfortable, but just something to be aware of. Do you listen to music or do you do it in complete silence? Complete silence. It's all, it's all mental. Mental. If you're listening to music, it's distracting you from the purpose of the mental toughness aspect of it. What is the breathing technique and do you do it before or during the shower? Wim Hof method breathing technique. Um, Before the shower, before the cold exposure, fully in and then let your breath go. So it's... And you're not breathing out. You're not pushing it out. You're just letting go and then repeat. So all the way in and let it go. 30 to 40 breaths, three to four rounds. Um, It's going to take you 15 to 20 minutes. You forgot about the hold. Oh, the hold. So you go through 30 to 40 breaths, all the way in, let go. On the last breath that you're going to do, hold that all the way out for as long as you can. Um, Typically, most people, it's a minute on the first round and... A lot of times you can work up to like three minutes by your last. After you finish that hold and you feel you're like you're twitching or you're about to pass out, full inhale all the way in. Hold that for 15 seconds. That's one round. Repeat that three to four times. So that should take you 15 to 20 minutes. Um, I typically do 30 breaths in three rounds just because that takes like 12 to 15 and got a lot of shit to do in the morning. So <laughs> That's what I do too. Um, it it is a crazy feeling though. Like you finish and you get up and you feel high. You feel a little loopy. You're always a little loopy. (laughs) All right. Um, in the shower, do you breathe faster or slower than normal? The gasp is going to make you breathe faster, but the point is to slow it back down. So you want to control that breath. You might finish slower than you typically breathe so you have to, you have to catch yourself it's gonna like i said it's gonna be you have to catch that slow it down hold it brief pause at the top and exhale like i said that eight to ten seconds so you'll hopefully end up breathing slower than you typically do but you're going to start faster how do you motivate yourself to do it right when you get out of bed for me this is the easiest time for me to do it i'm still sort of half asleep like i just mentioned i'm feeling a little bit loopy from the breathing And I know that if I don't do it at that exact moment, like we said before, the dogs wake up, Kai wakes up. There's too many obstacles that happen later in the day. So I know I can be consistent doing this every day, first thing. And 
like we said before too, you almost crave it because it, it wakes you up. It gets you ready for the day. My focus is much higher. I'm just mentally prepared for anything the day is going to throw at me. So that's how and why I do it when I first wake up. It's just that knowing the benefits and knowing how good it makes me feel makes it really easy to keep doing. It also is literally easier and I, I can't tell you why, but there's something behind it. Um, the later in the day you wait to do it, the harder it is. So it might just be that you're tired. You don't feel like doing it later in the day. You're not as refreshed. Um, but I know like if you do it at five o'clock in the morning, that's going to be much easier than if you were to do it at four o'clock in the afternoon. They also do mention, or Andrew Huberman mentioned this, that if you do the cold showers at night, there is a small impact it could possibly have on your sleep. Um, so that's something to think about. But again, you want to make this work for you. You want to do this when you can be consistent with it and get it in. So if that's the only time of day that you have to do it, then... And not everybody's going to be impacted. He said personally he wasn't impacted by right. it anyway. It's just when your body's heating up, you don't sleep as well. So the sauna is actually very beneficial before bed. Um, and the cold exposure is very good for waking up. To clarify, because you said when your body's heating up, you don't sleep as good. So the cold shower, your body, you're training your body to heat back up after. So once you're done, your temperature is going to go up a little bit because it's warming back up, and that could impact sleep. Whereas the sauna, yes, you're increasing your body temperature before bed, but you're going to then drop it when you your get out. Your body's acclimating, so it's, it's reducing temperature. Can you start with just your legs or your face? It's so hard. No. I mean, you. I suppose you could, but you're not preparing yourself for anything. You're just delaying the... Yeah, just do it. The suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last one, what is the effect on fertility and is it okay to do while pregnant? As always, we're going to recommend that you talk about this to your doctor if you are pregnant. Obviously... On the flip side, things like sauna and heat exposure are not recommended during pregnancy. Cold showers and cold exposure have not really been studied very much in pregnant women. There's one woman, she's a Wim Hof instructor. Her name is Dr. Josephine. I'll tag her in the um, description here for you guys, but I'm blanking on her last name. She has done it before and all throughout pregnancy, I think except with the exception of ice plunges during the first trimester. She continued doing the showers. Didn't she stop doing the breaths? She stopped doing the breaths as well. Um, I'm talking just about cold exposure here. So she continued with the showers daily throughout her her whole pregnancy um, in the two-week wait, all of that. She has a very cute little baby right now. Um, that's one person. So the way that I think about it, and this is something I will obviously talk about with my doctor when we do get pregnant, but there was a time when people did not have access to warm water and they were bathing in things like the creek or the river. So to me, I don't see how a couple minutes of cold could potentially harm a pregnancy again this is just my opinion here but definitely talk about it with your doctor as far as the fertility side of things I I don't know that is something I will admit I have not researched too much but I know that it has impacted my health physical and mental overall which I'm assuming is going to be helpful when it comes to fertility 
I don't think the cold is a negative for men. It might actually be a positive. I think, I don't, I don't think there was a study on it, but they have those uh, cold packs for your boxers to, uh, to keep your balls nice and cold. That could potentially that increase, terrible. increase testosterone. Uh, the sauna does impact it. It's not recommended that you, uh, use the sauna while you're trying to get pregnant. So that'll be a can of worms to figure out, but cold exposure should not be an issue. So that is all of the questions that you guys asked us. Hopefully that clears up anything you were curious about when it comes to the cold showers and when you see us post about them. Again, they have impacted our lives greatly. They're something that I can honestly see myself doing for the rest of my entire life. We'll wrap it up here, guys. With this finishing up, jump out. Leave a review if you did not at the beginning of the episode. Please. Right now. And thank you. Why aren't you doing it? Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes. Catch you guys in the next one.